The following audio is from Emmanuel Baptist Church. More information about Emmanuel is available at our website, www.myemmanuel.net. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, a son is given. Special appreciation to our praise team today. What a, what a beautiful offering today. Man, that is, that is good. i got to tell you, I think Oh Holy Night's my favorite Christmas song. When it gets to the fall on your knees portion, I lose it every time. It's just so good. So good that we get to fall on our knees before the Lord. And he loves us and he cares for us. And he meets our every need. Isn't that good? That's what we celebrate today. You know, we, we all know, because you're sitting here, most of you probably know, and that it's not about the presence uh, I was, it, it sounds pretty negative, by the way, to say this, but it's not even about the family time. That's a great byproduct. But it's about Jesus. Everybody say the name Jesus, will you? Jesus. There's power in that name. And it's about Jesus today. And I'm just going to take a short time in our worship today to direct our attention to that Jesus. So if you've got a Bible with you, open it up to John chapter 1. Uh, if, you have, uh, if you don't have one, rather, up in front of you somewhere close is probably a Bible that you can grab and you can read and, and follow along. But I want to direct our attention today to this incredible offering, this incredible gift that is so unlike anything else in our culture. It's so unlike anything that you and I would understand or participate in. And I want to see if I can stir our affections today to Jesus who deserves every bit of it. So if you've got John chapter 1, he's speaking of, uh, well, a lot of things about Jesus entering the world, of course. He talks about John the Baptist who came as a forerunner and said, hey, he's not the light. He's not the one that we came for. Uh, He's just sort of the forerunner to Jesus. But then he makes this interesting phrase, picking it up in verse 9. And he says this in verse 9. He says, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. Now, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who uh, were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of the will of God. Christ came to earth because it was the will of God to send him. He came to earth for a lot of different reasons, and the most incredible, uh, uh, the most incredible truth of our Christmas celebration is that Jesus, the creator, came to be with his own creation. Jesus, the creator, came to be with his own creation. Look at verse 10. It says that he was in the world, and the world was made through him. Maybe some of you didn't realize that. Maybe some of you thought, well, I, th- I, thought, I thought God the Father created the world. So did the Son, and so did the Spirit. In fact, let me read for you. You can flip to Colossians chapter 1 if you like. Uh, I'm just going to read briefly out of Colossians 1, looking at Jesus as our creator. Listen to the power of this Jesus. And, and this is really important to our gospel today as we talk about Christmas. In verse 15, he says, He, that is Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. If you want to know what God looks like, read your Gospels. You'll see him right there. Verse 16. For by him, that is Jesus, all things were created in heaven and on earth, 
visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rules or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. You know, Jesus is the creator, the creator of all things. And we remember at Christmas that the creator of all things chose to come down to be with his creation. How many of you have ever seen that show, Undercover Boss? A few people, right? Uh, I would like to tell you that my wife cries when we watch that show. Um, I myself maybe have shed a tear or two. We've only seen it a few times, but it always kind of gets your heartstrings, doesn't it? But what's interesting about that premise is that it's really, it doesn't make an awful lot of sense to most of us. You take the CEO, the one who's running a massive company with perhaps some of these thousands of branches all across the world, and the CEO of that company steps all the way down and goes to the bottom to flip burgers and take out garbage. And it's a, I, think, I think it draws a lot of attention because nobody really does that, right? I mean, most, most CEOs don't have their office on the first floor while sort of the tech lab goes to the top of the skyscraper. It's not the way it works. The very top is the CEO, and the farther down the line you go, the less you get to see that CEO, okay? So stop and think about how incredible it is that the creator of all the world, who created the universe and holds it together in the palm of his hand, who puts the earth in orbit, in axis, he makes gravity do what gravity does, He makes biology do what biology does. He created you and I in our mother's womb, the scripture says. And because we had a problem in need of salvation, he came down to be with his creation. That's a pretty incredible thing. He became like us. Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 and 8 reminds us that he became like us. You know, if I want to sort of get some credibility, gain some points with my two boys, my six and seven-year-old boys, you know what I do? I act like a Power Ranger. Yeah, or, or, or a Jedi, if I can get my Jedi on. My sons have enough, power, uh, you know, lightsabers to go around the whole neighborhood if need be. But if I want to sort of, you know, let them know I love them and connect with them, I'm going to be like them. Did you know that Jesus did that for you? He came to earth to show you how much he loves you. That he would create a way for you to have a relationship with God that we couldn't have without him. What an incredible God that he would choose to do that. See, most religions give us ways and lists and things that we can do to climb our way to heaven. Meet these lists, do this, don't do this, and that by nature will bring you closer up to heaven. But we know in Christianity, the greatest message of all is that God didn't in any way wait for us to try to climb to him. In fact, he, he, he's pretty much let us know quite clearly that it's impossible, hasn't he? It's impossible. Not, not one of us on our greatest of days could climb one car length to the, to the height of, of, of Christ. We could never gain that. But to show in his affection and his love and his, his care for his creation, he came to his own. That's you. Maybe some of you this morning don't know that, that you are God's and that he loves you and he wants to be family with you through repentance and faith and that connection. He came for you to show us how much he cares for us. And certainly we know the end of the story, don't we? 
He came not just to say, hey, I want you to know I love you. He came to prove his love on the cross, to prove his power in the resurrection, and to prove our eternity as he prepares a home for us there. Isn't that good? That's good news. You know the thing we learned in our passage this morning? Not only that Jesus is the creator that came to his own, but that Jesus brought the true light to his own creation. Look what it says, verse 9. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world, and he was in the world. Light is an interesting thing. And Jesus is not a light. See, we, we, we struggle with that in our culture, don't we? Uh, some think that there's lots of different lights and you've got to pick the light that illuminates the truth for you. What is your truth? And maybe that's a truth that works for you, but, but maybe it doesn't work for me. You understand that there's only one truth in every way, right? Truth is truth. It's, it's an absolute statement. So Jesus is not a light. He's not one of those that we sort of put on the pantheon of our God nature. We, we, we make Jesus the singular, only one and true light. Here's the, here's the reason we need light. I think we would all understand this morning that, that life is filled with darkness. Not, nod your heads if you get what I'm talking about. Okay? You spend the first nine months in your, in your mother's uh, womb, and it's dark. Think about that for a minute. It's dark in there. And then a baby's born, and, and they don't see right away, do they? It's a little bit much. It's a little too strong a light, so they, they can't see. And then it's always a good, a good moment when mom gets to see their eyes open, and they begin to see colors and shapes and people. And then we get to, through in the middle of life, and we understand that life in the middle is filled so often with darkness. Let's be honest for a moment. We have so much toil, so much heartache, so much struggle the violence, the pain, the anguish, the uncertainty. I think every person that's ever lived has to face the question of why am I here? What, what, where, do, where does God fit in the midst of struggle and hardship? And what is the purpose for this existence? And how does all of this go together? The Bible says that we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see clear. Amen? Can't you wait for that day that we get to see reality clear? So when all of this darkness, this dimness in our world because he shows that connection of love, he came to his own to bring the one and only true light. And light illuminates reality. Light illuminates reality. I always use this example because I think everybody can relate to it. How many of you have ever got up in the middle of the night to take care of some business and, and you, you, you knew the way to the restroom and, and suddenly somebody had moved the nightstand over and you banged your toe on it? You ever experienced that before? Like you knew that it was all the way over here, but instead you bang your toe. Or as Ryan talked about at the 10 o'clock service, the strategically placed Lego that the children leave right where you walk to just tear up your foot, right? We, we think that we know where things are, but in the dark, as hard as you try. You ever done that when you're camping and it's really dark and you sort of do this? You try to open your eyes as big as you can thinking, I'm going to let more light in and it just never works? You flip that light on and you can say, aha, Lego. Aha, there's the nightstand, right? All you need is a little bit of light to illuminate what's real, what is true. And my friends, I want you to know today, the singular, the one single thing that you can count on is true is Jesus Christ. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, John 14, 6. John chapter 8, Jesus actually said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world, he says. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. His light means forgiveness. 
His light means that now we know how to interpret the things we see in life. We see it through the lens of Scripture. We see it through the lens of Jesus because He is the only true light. And lastly, this morning, we understand about Jesus' light, and that is that His light is salvation for everyone who believes. It's salvation for everyone who believes. Look back at John 1. He says, The true light which enlightens, let's say it out loud together, everyone. Okay, let's try it again because you didn't have it on your, I could see you weren't looking at your word. Let's try it again. The true light enlightens everyone. Very good. That was nice. It says he enlightens everyone. Let's skip down to verse uh, 11. He came to his own, but his own people did not receive him. There is a dark part of this like we just talked about. But to all who did receive him, receiving him means that we believe in his name. That's repentance and faith. That's how we prove we believe. We repent of our sin. We put our faith and trust in Jesus. That's what belief means, okay? Who believed in his name. He gave the right to become children of God. Everybody say amen. He gave you and he gave me and he gave everyone the right to become his children, his family, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but it's the will of God. Did you know that it is God's desire for you to have a relationship with him? It is God's desire that you be saved. It's God's desire that you would come to that place like we just sang and fall on your knees in repentance and faith and receive the true light receive Jesus, his death, his burial, his resurrection to atone for all of our sins. Second Peter tells us, uh, 3.9 tells us that he doesn't wish for anyone to perish, but that all would have eternal life. But sadly, some still say no. Even with Jesus walking around, some still didn't believe. Do you know that his own brothers didn't believe until after Jesus was resurrected from the dead? 33 years they lived alongside of God, the sinless Messiah, and they didn't believe. But still, sadly, some people do not believe. But he challenges us today that there is a reason for Christmas. There is a reason that Jesus came, and he came because he created you to have a relationship with you. He created you in his image. He became like you to, 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 uh, to connect with you. So that when God says to us, I understand your struggle, we know that he understands. And he illuminates this light for each and every one of us so that each and every one of us could have this incredible opportunity to have heaven as our eternal home, to have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit live in our lives, to transform us, to transform us to be more like his son, Jesus. Is this an incredible God today? That this Christmas we celebrate the Jesus who came to his own people, who illuminated it for us so that we could know him. What about you this morning? Or I guess rather this afternoon. Have you received him today? Would you say this Christmas, as you wake up tomorrow, will you have the rejoicing in your heart that says, I know Jesus as my Lord and Savior because I've believed in him and I've put my faith and my trust in him. Or would you say, in all honesty, in the stillness of your own heart, would you say, you know, I've been rejecting him for a while. My prayer for you, dear friend, is that this Christmas you would say, Christmas 2017 is when I stopped rejecting Jesus and I gave myself to the light of Christ. And I repented and I put my faith in him and let him forgive me and save me. That would be the ultimate Christmas 
to give our life to him because that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about Christ. So this Christmas, this evening, whatever festivities you have, whatever you have planned for your traditions, whatever tomorrow morning looks like, I would encourage you to remember he came to his own and he came for you. He came to enlighten your way to salvation because he loves you, he cares for you, and he came for you and ultimately died for you and rose for you to know him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. As we do that, I'm going to ask for our guys that are assisting with the Lord's Supper to go ahead and come forward. But let's give our time to the Lord in prayer and prayer. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you so much, God, that you illuminate the way to salvation. We recognize that uh, not everybody believes, Lord, and so I pray that, uh, that you would open the eyes of each person in here, Father, that would know your love, and that they would know what you have done to have a relationship for us. Father, thank you for pouring yourself out for us. Thank you for being like us. Thank you for coming to your own that we might know you, Father. We give you our time. We give you our Christmas. To you be all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. To us a child is born, a son is given, a son is given. Thank you for listening to audio from Emmanuel Baptist Church, located in Billings, Montana. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. For more information about Emmanuel, please visit us online at www.myemmanuel.net.